Pablo's Intuition Conversations and Episodes from a Young Spaniard's Awakening to His Intuition Excerpted from the novel, A Voice Beyond Reason Written and narrated by Matthew Felix The Bread It felt strange to be outside, novel even. The expansive sight of the sky, the familiar sounds of the birds, even the soothing breeze on his face. Everything fresh and alive. He shouldn't have been surprised, but he was. Life had moved on. Unlike in his bubble at home, where it seemed to have come to a standstill, where he was spending much more of it reliving the past than concerning himself with the present, time had continued its unstoppable advance. As expected, people were out. He saw Senora Munoz turning a corner with her roller cart. She must have been coming back from the shops. Some screaming kids ran by, paying him no mind as they headed to the playground down the hill. When a delivery truck turned into the alley, he had to step into a doorway while it squeezed past like an oil tanker in the Suez. Just as he was getting ready to hightail it past the church, it hit him. Stop. Out of nowhere. Stop. Stop. Now. As though startled by something that had crossed his path, he came to a halt at the foot of the alley with the panaderia where his family bought their bread. From one moment to the next, it was as if he'd become confused about which way to go, though in a rush to get to the trail, he found himself hesitating, caught off guard not by a rat darting into the alley, but a thought just as unexpectedly popping into his head. Stop. Except it wasn't a thought. Not exactly. It was more like a feeling, a feeling that gripped his mind and body alike, one that now seemed to be pulling at him from the inside, the panaderia, like the answer to a riddle. He had to go to the panaderia. No, he thought, annoyed to find himself even entertaining the possibility, I'll get the barra later. The panaderia was open for a few more hours, so there was no rush. Stopping to get the bread now would only slow him down. Plus, he'd have to carry it with him on the hike. It could wait. As he turned to continue on his way, the hesitation asserted itself again. Stronger than before, it left him with the overwhelming sense he needed to buy a bara without delay. If the thought or feeling or whatever it was were to be believed, buying the bread couldn't wait after all. Still, Pablo resisted, unleashing a small-scale war inside himself. He didn't want to buy the bread yet. He wanted to get to the trail while there was still enough daylight to even bother. He could buy the bread later. What was the big deal? Why was he hesitating? It didn't make any sense. Rather than going round and round in circles, directing his attention first toward the panaderia, then back in the direction of the reserve, then back to the panaderia yet again, he needed to rein himself in. He needed to pick up where he had left off and pick the bread up later. It was that easy. No need to overthink it. But that was it exactly, something inside him countered. Why overthink it? If for whatever reason, in spite of the apparent absence of one, he felt it would be better to buy the bread now, why not just do it? Then there would be no wondering. It would be done. Again, no need to overthink it. Exasperated by the senseless deliberations, he threw in the towel. It wouldn't take more than a minute to buy the bread, and it wasn't as if one bar were really going to inconvenience him that much on the hike. He wondered why he had allowed something so insignificant to turn into such a needless struggle. No sooner had Pablo walked into the panaderia 
then he noticed something was awry. Looking at the wall of bread baskets, which should have been full of at least several loaves, Pablo saw not a single one. There wasn't a barra in sight. Alarmed, he shot Christina a look that demanded, Where's the bread? A good-natured, no-nonsense woman, just a few years his senior, Christina had a short, stout body and pale, pasty skin that bore an uncanny resemblance to the dough with which her family's bread was baked. It was as though she shared a common lineage with the Pillsbury Doughboy, and flour, yeast, and salt had long been part of her DNA. What did you want? she asked, blowing a few stray wisps of hair out of her face and dusting off her apron, both taken aback and mildly amused by the disproportionate urgency of Pablo's expression. Your mom's gone, so I'm assuming just a borrow for you? Pablo nodded. Let me go looking back, but I don't think we have any more. There was a big group of Brits that came up late this afternoon, and they cleaned me out. But let me go double-check. Under ordinary circumstances, Pablo wouldn't have been nearly as concerned. He probably wouldn't have cared at all. He would have returned home empty-handed, survived one night without bread, and not given it another thought. But these weren't ordinary circumstances. He wasn't standing in the panaderia by chance. Last one, Christina proclaimed as she triumphantly passed through the beaded curtain concealing the back of the store, Barra in hand. On top of it, the last one, Pablo thought in amazement, taking the bread into his hands like a father holding his child for the very first time, as though beholding some sort of crusty miracle. Still unsure what to make of Pablo's disbelief, but indulgently playing along as though she shared it, Christina added, I guess today is your lucky day, and mine too, because now I get to go home early. 